the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a, uh, well, wait a second. Let me, this weird guy in here that's sitting across from me, that's Robert Steinbach, if you forgot what he looked like. Uh, is that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> uh, Heidi, can you back me up on this one? I'm the weird guy? He's come in today. I'm going to be honest, first time I've seen Robert face-to-face in a year. Do I get prettier? Yeah, you do. Yeah. It looks, it's <laughs> You know, when you haven't seen somebody for a long time, it's really good to see him again. That's exactly right. I was saying to Dave off air, he looks great, and I like the I like the goatee. It's a good look. <laughs> Chris Corbett, what's up, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Y'all look great in the studio. Yeah, well, we got to get you in the I'm, studio again. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'll come in. I got a hearing this morning, but um, yeah, that's that's fine. Okay, so. Real quick, this is going to be easy, an easy trivia question for you. All right? Are you ready? Lay it on me. Lay it on me. What day of the week is this? <laughs> it's Friday, baby. It, it's Friday, all right? And uh, let me look across at Mr. Steinbach and say, what's the date today? June 4th, according to my phone. Is it the 4th or the 3rd? According to my phone, it's the 4th. Today's the 4th, Okay. Well, a song broke in the United States today in 1976, 54 years ago. A woman did this song. It was her first and only number one hit, really her only big hit uh, here in the United States. She did a couple other songs that were number one in the U.K. Any idea who that might be, Mr. Corbett? Female song, uh, Abba. Let me just guess. No, not Abba. Abba. No, it wasn't Abba. Um, let me let me a, let me give you some more. Dancing inf- Queen. You want some more I information? I don't know. How about yes, I'll give, yes, you, give, me give you guys a little? Okay, it was the number one song on the Billboard Top 100, the number one okay. song on the country charts, a top ten song really? on Easy Listening, and a top ten song on the R and B charts. Oh, man. The only thing I can think of is, is Elton John. Uh, no. Pat Benatar. Don't bother. No. He, he told me off air, no. Chris. Don't bother. Nope. Nope. I'll There's tell no you. no way I know I it, think huh? it is probably the greatest song ever written. We got to cue it up. We got to hear it. So when we listen to it, which we're going to do in just a second here, uh-huh. as we listen to it, listen to the wordsmith that Bobby Gentry is on the old to Billy Joe. It was the 3rd of June and I 
another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay. And at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the house to eat. And mama hollered at the back door, y'all remember to wipe your feet. And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge. Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. I'm going to go ahead. Turn it up. I'm going to listen. I know. They'll cut me off. I understand. <laughs> Screw Facebook. Just for a few minutes. Anyway, I got to hear a little bit more of this. That's my favorite line in the whole song right there. There's five more acres in the lower 40 I got to plow. And mama said it was a shame about Billy Joe anyhow. Never comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge. And now Billy Joe McAllister's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. All right, so I'll, I'll, we'll cut back now. I, I won't play the whole song, but bottom line, great, great lyrical song. That you got to be. What's her name? What's her name? That was Bobby. Bobby Gentry was her name. Bobby Gentry. Yeah, okay. her only number one song. She won three Grammys that year. She won the best Grammy for female vocalist. She won the best Grammy for female solo vocalist, and she won the Grammy for best new artist that year. I like it. I'm going to have to dial her up. Yeah, you, know, you said the seventies. Yeah, sit saw, sit down. Was, sit down and listen yeah. to that whole song. And yeah. and just you just tell me that isn't one of the best put together songs you've ever heard. Yeah, you know, literally the, the the three songs that came to my mind were uh, Abba, Fame, David Bowie, yeah, Earth Wind and Earth Wind and Fire. There you go. But but I need some of that culture, Dave. I'm glad you introduced me to Mrs. Bobby Gentry. Bobby Gentry. Now she was from Chickasha, Mississippi. I mean, she's okay. she's a real deal from Mississippi. She's she's singing it with passion. Yeah, because it it's a fictitious story that she's telling you, okay. but it was yeah. built it was built around a true story about the death of William Till, uh, oh, real? who was oh, really? who okay. was uh, of course uh, he had evidently talked to a white woman and had shown her oh, disrespect. Yeah. And right. some people, and then song, some people right? threw yeah. her off, threw him off a bridge, and killed yeah, him. Terrible story. Don't you mean Emmett Till? Yeah, Emmett Till. Yeah, yeah Emmett, Emmett Till. Till. I'm sorry. And they, they threw him off a bridge. So uh, you know that was the basis of the story. Now, what's interesting about Bobby Gentry? She had this number one song in 1976. Her last known live performance was in December of 1978 on the uh, Johnny Carson show and then she went oh, into man. then she went into being a recluse and nobody has seen her since huh. her brother says yeah she's still alive she just don't want to have anything to do with the music business 
and uh yeah. she was she was a unique artist especially a female artist because she wrote and produced her own music how's that one from the from the, the Be- before before her time yeah she was she was really before time and and now the the you know you always want to have a weird part to a for a song when you're you're talking about a piece of music like this this was the b-side of what was going to be released on the a side that they thought would be the big hit which was called mississippi delta which was a real hard driving southern song kind of you know tennessee hay wagon kind of stuff or louisiana hayride kind of stuff and uh one of the djs flipped the the disc over and said i think this is the better song and played it and the rest was history no kidding i love that backstory of those songs like uh um um like when van halen broke away from their producer on this when they wanted to go more synthesizer stuff right. in the 80s 1984 um and and honestly she's got a story bobby bobby joe or billy joe killed himself off the bridge for some reason it, it might be i'm gonna do some research on it dave i will report back well i'll tell you that. something else that you can do you can probably mm-hmm. you can probably go on netflix or go on to uh, uh one of the streaming sites and find the movie starring robbie benson okay all right and it was a big hit 1976 it's a it's it's cool. just an, it's an incredible song i mean you how often have you ever heard somebody in a song say uh that billy joe he'd never had a lick of sense past the biscuits please because yeah. i mean seriously they're sitting and they're having breakfast just talking about yeah. this kid yeah. who committed suicide just totally nonchalantly you know yeah you kids come yeah, he's, on he's in and, a story you know make sure that you you wipe your feet when you come in i mean yeah. that this is a true southern piece of americana right there for four minutes it's an amazing song it really is and that's why i identify with the south i don't identify with the north i mean i was raised in the north but my daddy was from the South. My mom was from the South. Both my brothers from the South. I'm the only kid in my mm-hmm. my household that was from north of the Mason-Dixon. And, uh, you know, sweet tea, fried bologna sandwiches, biscuits, <laughs> and all of that. that That's me. Hey, we're a different country down here, Dave. I love it down here. That's why I've, I, that's why I've stayed in Arkansas so long, 21 oh, years. I've right almost on. been here in Arkansas as long as I uh, grew up outside of chicago and uh, i go back and visit chicago because it's a great city but i don't want to live there they're too weird for me you know people scared of guns and (laughs) stuff that's saying a lot i don't i don't get it yeah that is saying a lot it's too weird anyway i I thought everybody would get a big kick in in fact people here in arkansas gotta love that song a tremendous piece of music the ode to billy joe by bobby gentry so, Robert Steinbach, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? We talk on, you know, talk together a lot. I mean, a lot. We talk a lot uh, to each other about politics and how life is going. And same thing with uh, Corbett. He's in, in uh, you know, conversation with us all the time. And the bottom line is, because of COVID-19, it got to the point where we didn't see each other all that much. Absolutely. I know it. We've got to change that now, guy. We're in the endemic now. That's a new 
That's a new word for everybody. I like that What's word. That? The end of the pandemic? Yes. The endemic. They call it the endemic. Ha, I like that. That's what they're calling it. So uh, we've made it through the pandemic. Uh, Robert, you've been well through the whole uh, schmear that went on. Yeah, well, I've isolated like a hermit, so it's really... Uh, but know. Chris didn't, and he didn't catch COVID-19. No, look, uh, the, the truth is that I am one of the people that took the most precautions. And clearly, you could take fewer precautions and still be safe. Uh, there's just a greater likelihood, uh, albeit by point zero 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 one. And we're finding that out now with yeah. these, and we're going to talk about this, yeah. these emails that have come out about Fauci. Wow, Fauci's a liar. Oh, okay, so, I mean, that's the oh, bottom line is Fauci's a liar. Yeah, but for all the people on the left that f- fell down on their knees and put their face to the ground and said, we worship you, we're not worthy to be in front of you, uh, you got they, they've got a whole lot of crow to, to swallow. Exactly. Uh, although, let me say, as everybody here in the studio, you, me, Heidi, we've all been vaccinated. Chris has been vaccinated. I recommend the vaccine. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, I know you do. President Trump recommends the vaccine. So yeah, uh, he's been vaccinated. So's the yeah, vice president. That's right. So go out and get your vaccine. Is my advice to folks. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, did you read or hear the speech that Pence gave uh, uh, the no, other I didn't. night? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, he gave a he gave a speech about, and he talked about January sixth. Is that right? What, yeah. What do you have to say? He says it was a dark day in American mm-hmm. history, which I believe and in, in agree with him on. And he said that he and Trump do not see eye to eye on the end of the election. I see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll yeah. talk a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. But before I get into any of that, I got to help you remember about Pat Davis. Because Pat Davis is sitting and waiting for your phone call. Now, he may not be sitting there right now. I don't know if Pat's up right now or not. But I will tell you that if you call and uh, you might have to leave a voicemail, he will get back to you as soon as he can get to his phone and get back to you. And he'll talk to you about health care, and he'll talk to you about saving 30 to 50% on health insurance. He'll talk to you about how what he does is actual insurance and not a share plan, how it's the perfect health plan for somebody who's self-employed, how you can choose any provider in the nation, how you'll not have any co-pays, and how excess money doesn't go uh, to the insurance company, but comes back to you, the client. Now, you haven't heard that from anybody else. Pat Davis is the only person that can make those statements and bring them to reality for you. All you have to do is call him and talk to him. 501-605-6935. Let's get to where health insurance the way it, it used to be, okay? Not a scam, uh, for insurance companies to make a ton of money. Uh, go to yourhealthplanman.com uh, online, and you can get all your questions answered there as well if you just don't want to talk to Pat immediately, if you want to just kind of get a feel for what he's doing, as I like to say. But uh, Pat Davis is looking forward to saving you money. How would you like to get a check back from uh, the hospital when you stay in the hospital? Wouldn't you like to get a check back instead of them always sending you a bill? Well, you can do that with Pat Davis. 501-605-6935. All right, so yesterday I was in uh, in Conway, and I was talking to uh, the former Tea Party out there. 
And I hear, Chris, you were supposed to be there, and you got tied up and couldn't make it. I missed the meeting. I was late, and I I, could, I didn't want to show up late. Well, you could have. You you know, I would I, I would have I would have stopped, let you get seated, have some pizza, and, <laughs> and 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 then said, "Well, let me start over for you, Chris, since you yeah. weren't here for you. the beginning of this." <laughs> it's, it's such a great meeting. It, it really gives you a feel for the local politics and what's going on with the school board and stuff. It's a great meeting. I, I agree. So. Uh, I I was there, and yesterday I talked about wokeism, and oh, I gosh. I agree with what uh, Governor DeSantis is saying about wokeism, and people have got to take this stuff seriously. I think a lot of Republicans hear about this, and they go, "That's just the left being a bunch of numbskulls," you know, and I'm not I'm not going to deny that it sounds pretty stupid, a lot of the things that they say. But we got to take it seriously because there's a lot of people that are buying into it. I mean, that, that, that's the main thing. And uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, of course, uh, he of the man who uh, worked with his legislature and his state has now passed a law saying that if you're a boy, you can't say you're a girl and compete in girls' sports. And uh, the NCAA, you know, sent one of those uh, shots out over the bow, basically saying, well, you know, we may not be able to do any events in Florida anymore. And he said, you know, I got to stand up for the, to the, for the young girls in my state. This is going to destroy them as far as competing for scholarships and all kinds of stuff. So uh, he told the NCAA to kind of coin a term, we don't need your stinking events. Go pound sand. Basically, he told, them, he told them to go to hell is what he told them, <laughs> which I thought was really <laughs> I like good. It. I liked that a, a lot. But here is what he had to say. He said, Republicans need to understand where the battle lines are being drawn. I don't think there's ever been as many hostile cultural forces, whether it's corporate media, of course, you know, mainstream media, uh, universities, big tech, and now big business. If you're an American who believes in the core values of this country, faith, family, opportunity, you are absolutely on the defensive in many respects. So the question is, how do you fight back effectively? You know, it's a very important point here, Dave. Listen to what was just said there. There is this coalition of corporations, uh, which in some respects, people think they're conservative. They ain't conservative. By the way, they're not liberal. You know what they are? They're anodyne, meaning they don't want any controversy. And, since, and they don't want any lawsuits. That's right. And so who's making the most noise? Who's rioting? Well, the left. So they want to appease the left. Mm-hmm. One of these big uh, corporations gave... Um, Tens of millions of dollars to Black Lives Matters, and now the head, the former head now of Black Lives Matters, resigned after she bought like four multi-million-dollar homes. I wonder yep. where that money came from. Who are they? Who are the corporations in alliance with? According to that statement, and I think with some accuracy, mm-hmm. leftist academia. 
This is the irony, right? Academia, oh, corporations are bad. That decision from the Supreme Court that said corporations have a right to free speech, that's bad. We hate corporations. That's what leftist academia has been saying for years and years. Now, they're in cahoots with uh, the, the corporate state, essentially. Why? And, who's, and who suffers? And then I'll answer the question why. Who suffers? Conservatives, people who speak out for individuality and individual rights. What is inherent in individual rights? You're not going to always like it because they're individuals. They're not marching in the communist line, uh, uh, saluting the communist leader. And that's what uh, academia has become, has become the mouthpiece for corporations and the mouthpiece for conformity to the left. DeSantis calls it this, and I think it's the... Correct term. And you see if you agree with this, uh, Chris, and we'll talk about it after we come back from the news. Yeah, he calls yeah. it cultural Marxism. Ooh. It's not only cultural. He's right, but Ooh. it's broader than that. Marxism is cultural and economic. What are we seeing today? We're seeing from the leftist politicians, cultural and economic Marxism. We see the same from academia, and we see cultural Marxism from the corporations. So two out of the three have both forms of Marxism, and one out of the three has one form unwittingly basically cutting themselves off at the knees. All right. We've got to take a break, catch up with the news, then we'll come back and talk more I'm wearing my Andrew Breitbart shirt today. And remember what he always said, culture is upstream from politics. Hey, don't forget about St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. Want to get your house really clean? I mean, not Dave Ellswick clean. I mean, deep clean. I've been honest with you. When it comes to cleaning my house, uh, I hate cleaning. I really do. I do not like doing it. I pick up. That's what I call what I do. You know, I pick up newspapers that sit down by the the couch that I've been reading or, or, uh, you know, Men's Health magazine that I've been reading or whatever it is that I've been sitting and reading and and, and pile it up in a a nice looking pile and put it someplace where you can't see it. Uh, When I do uh, the dusting, uh, I don't move anything on on the, uh, the shelves. I dust around everything. So if you move them, it's like you got all these little pockets of dust sitting all over the, the shelf. I just don't do that. And I definitely don't get on my hands and knees and clean the baseboards or get into the corners in the kitchen and get that little bit of dirt that's back back in the corner. Well, that's exactly what St. Clarity Residential Cleaning does. They do all the things that I don't do. And I'm going to bet for a lot of you, you're the same way I am just don't have time to do it that way. I don't have time to do four or five hours of cleaning uh, on my house. Uh, St. Clarity does, and I'm willing to pay them to do it. Now, I'm willing to pay them, but I'm not willing to pay them 100%. And, that, that, and that's where uh, I save some money because I call the station hotline as well as you're going to call them at 404-6560 and you talk to uh to chuck up front or you talk to lynn up front between nine and five and uh, i give them a credit card number and then they send me a uh, 150 dollar certificate to be used with st clarity and i get my five hours of cleaning for only 150 bucks which is a great deal and so um 
I keep my house clean and whatnot using St. Clarity just like you can, and you've been doing it. My listeners have, are smart people, and uh, you have been saving yourself money and getting your house clean impeccably with St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. That number again, 404-6560, 2,500-square-foot or less, normally 300 You get it for $150. What a savings. you got to love that. All right, so anyway, and know that we're almost out of the certificates now, really, truly are. I think we've got four left, and uh, when they're gone, they're going to be gone for a while because I talked to St. Clarity, and they got to step back a little bit because it's been so successful that they're busy, 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 busy now, and they got to hire more people. And you know what it's like finding people right now that are quality people. Think about this. When they started with us, you could call in, uh, the day that you got your certificate to have them out the next day. Not now. Not now. Ten days, <laughs> at least, out from uh, having them come to your home. So keep that in mind. All right. Robert Steinbach is here. And uh, I do this because it protects Robert, and and it makes the people at the Bowen School of Law and the university feel good. Robert Steinbach's opinions are his opinions alone. They are his they're not necessarily those of the school law or the university to which it is attached, although they should be. All right, with that. By the way, speaking of that, what's going on with constitutional law? Dave, you constantly ask me, and unfortunately, I've got the same answer over and over for you, and that is I have not been informed whether I will be able to teach constitutional law uh, now that the w- one professor who teaches both sections, by the way, that's very unusual, uh, teaches both day and night, um, uh, is retiring, uh, and I have not been informed yet uh, whether or not I will be able to. Of course, I've been there going on 20 years now, uh, and I don't need to list my whole resume for you and your listeners. But you can see it, by the way, online at the uh, Bowen School of Law website. It might be a slightly outdated uh, resume, but it's up there. Uh, and uh, so, needless to say, uh, uh, not only am I interested in teaching constitutional law, uh, I humbly submit, and by the way, humbly is in air quotes, I humbly submit that um, I am qualified to teach it. Uh, so let's see uh, if we can get some agreement on this. You know, con- the thing about constitutional law as a topic is that of all the types of law that is out there, It is the one that is imbued most with issues regarding both judicial and political philosophy. And as a consequence, uh, across the country, mind you, the left is hesitant. It's not that it doesn't happen, but the left is always hesitant to let conservatives teach the course. God forbid I teach a course or any conservative teach a course and they talk about the Heller decision in a affirming way notwithstanding that no, that's a second. decision of the supreme court i'm going to give you a way that i know for a fact that if you do this yeah you will be asked to teach constitutional law uh, and, and, and it doesn't include me uh going to a re-education camp to no. become a liberal no okay you have to wear a dress Oh, okay. You okay. have to wear a dress. Okay, but but uh, Dave, how do you know I don't normally do that in any event in my class? Well, any time that you've been here, right. you've never worn a dress, so I'm going to figure you don't well, wear it in your class. But you're casual here, so when you know when I go to a more formal <laughs> setting, I put my ball gown on. Do you wear my, a big 
String of pearls. String of pearls, you know. Uh, I've got a pair of black and white pumps that hold my feet in with razor blades and vice grips. Uh, And I'm good to go. So. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I won't bring up the professor's name, but you just need to wear a dress. There was a professor. Oh, was there? I didn't get the reference. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Was it Dupipa? Was it his name? He's the one that teaches con law now. I, I'm not unaware that he wears a dress, though. Uh, isn't he the one that used to wear the dress? I'm, I'm truly unaware of that. I so. used to see. I used to. I'm thinking he's the guy that I used to see over at Kroger uh, in West Little Rock on um, what was it on on Chanel, uh, not Chanel. Uh, I, I actually think you might be mistaken. I don't know. I really I have no idea. But uh, that would be news to me. Uh-huh. So. If it, if that's incorrect, I apologize. Okay. But there was is a, it worthy of an there apology? is a lawyer. Know, but, yeah. yeah, there is a teacher or was a teacher that wore a dress from uh, the the school. I know really? that. Yes, I never heard it. I, I believe you, that. but I never heard it. Yeah. All right, Chris, are you aware of who I'm talking about? Man, I, well, you brought maybe think of a judge from 20 years ago that wore. Uh, uh, the fancy lingerie on the outside of her cl- clothes. No, this was not a, no, 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 it's not a female. This is a male wearing female clothing. Oh, okay. No, I'm un- totally unaware of that. And that's what I'm saying. If, 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 uh, Never heard of Robert it. would wear a dress to a uh, class and when he goes grocery shopping, he might get to teach constitutional Let, let's law. Let's be clear about one attention. thing, Dave. That would if, get some attention. Yeah, if I wore a dress... <laughs> I'd be uh, I'd be darn good looking in it. Okay, <laughs> let's get that out right now. Let me well, tell you, you are thin. I'm thin, and nobody's got better looking legs than me. Okay, well, that's what I have to say. I have to tell you, I haven't paid any attention to that. Oh so my I can, goodness, um, can't help you with that. Oh my but goodness. But anyway, I'm just just a suggestion by me of the way that you could probably break through. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard that. I'm, uh, I'm to be not able sure. to do that's that. Right, yeah. All right, six forty three here on. <laughs> on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show, and uh, we got a lot more coming today about this. But so you're not sure. I mean, have they have they said anybody's going to be t- teaching the Constitution, or, or are they going to just say, well, the Constitution's not important, so why should we even teach it? No, for sure, the class is going to be taught, and the history's been that uh, um, people, senior faculty, when when one faculty retires, leaves. That senior faculty essentially get first dibs. Now they claim otherwise. Now, of course, it's it's often the case, right? What you know, you just watch objectively the pattern for years and years, and you say, "Well, my turn." Oh no, you see, you didn't have the secret decoder ring that really unpacks what we were doing, um, and, and the element that's missing from your analysis is um, you're not part of the in crowd. Uh, and so uh, I am concerned oh, as to whether or not I'll be able to teach it. But I have not been informed one way or the other. Frankly, if you were to ask me, I think uh, when I requested it and a colleague of mine, your friend, by the way, Dave, as well, uh, Josh Silverstein, who's, a, who's yeah. a Democrat, but not a far left liberal, mind you, uh, wants to teach it because there are two sections. That's what I was telling you. It's very unusual that both sections are taught by one professor. Um, so when this professor is retiring, uh, there are two sections open, and Josh and I both have volunteered to do it. And what uh, what I would have liked to see done was the school say, oh, okay, well, you are trusted and valued members of the community, trusted and value, valued members of the law school. Have at it. Uh, but we haven't heard that yet, uh, and we haven't heard no yet. Uh, we've heard nothing in okay. terms of yes or no. Well, just keep listening, yeah. and hopefully I'll be able to announce that 
you're going to get that shot. Well, I look forward to it. I mean, are are you, you've been there 20 years now? Almost. 16, 17, something like okay, that. Okay, I got about two minutes here. Yeah. What do you have to do to get an endowed chair? Oh, that's another story. Well, of course, I applied to be an endowed chair. There are, I think, three spots open right now. One of them deals with Arkansas law. Uh, and, of course, I'm the author of the definitive treatise, that means a scholarly book, on the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've written, I don't know, 40 or so law review articles and published in high-level law reviews. And my teaching is highly correlated to a bar performance. Uh, and um, I, I do, you know, my public service includes uh, coming on the Dave Ellswick Show and other uh, forums uh, to communicate ideas to the public uh, at a level uh, unsurpassed and per- perhaps even uh, more clearly uh, unparalleled. Um, and th- so those are usually the three uh, elements that we look at, uh, teaching, research, and service. Uh, but, uh, of course, then there's the question as to what other factors are unwritten, and we'll see. But I'm, you know... Uh, I, Political I stuff. That's what he's talking uh, about. There's the politics. He's talking about the in crowd. He's talking <laughs> about the in crowd. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, uh, there's only one other colleague of mine who uh, even approaches my level of involvement with Arkansas law, uh, and that's a fellow by the name of Tom Sullivan. And, uh, I mean, I can do a comparison between what I've done and what he's done. I think Tom has done some remarkable things to be clear uh but that's the only other person that uh, compares um uh, on any level uh to the amount of arkansas law and arkansas involvement um that i have uh so we'll we'll have to see what happens now there are two other ones as well right there's this one this name professorship by the way this other name professorship uh, is held by uh john de pippa since its inception uh and it's been called for the last 20 years the Distinguished Professor of Law and Public Policy. I think that's the title. And right now, all of a sudden, uh, out of the blue, and I didn't notice this uh, initially, uh, now they're saying, oh, it's the uh, William J. Uh, uh, Clinton uh, Professor of Constitutional Law and Public Policy. I said, well, when did that change? Actually, I didn't say it. You know who said it? My, the fellow I just mentioned, Tom Sullivan, mm-hmm. said it. And they're like, oh, nothing to be seen here. Uh, move along, move along, as the old Star Wars line goes. Uh, and yet... Um, uh, what changed? Oh, well, that's what they originally wanted to call it, but uh, they said, uh, but we didn't get approval. Well, and then I got a copy from a colleague of mine of a memo 20 years ago said we got approval. Uh, but what seemingly happened thereafter is that the decision was made not to call it that, and now all of a sudden, uh, sort of quietly under the table, there's been this move to uh, call the professorship uh, uh, again, or uh, not again, because it's never been called it, uh, but uh, uh, a movement again. To uh, change it. To change it. Uh, but the faculty didn't vote on that. Nothing happened. So uh, um, it seems to me that that's uh, done. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to raise it at a faculty meeting in the future. I think we should have a discussion about that. But I, I don't think we should be politicizing uh, this position. And, uh, you know, if 20 years ago the donor wanted to name it after Clinton and did so, that would be one thing. But it didn't happen. That's a fact. We know as a fact it hasn't been named the Bill Clinton professorship. And I, I, I don't see a need now, 20 years later, given all we know. In now, addition, Bob, about Mr. Clinton, yeah. yeah. About uh, Slick Willie. Um, the man was disbarred from the Supreme Court of the United States. 
Now, why would you name something at a law school after a guy who can't practice law in the United States Supreme Court? Does that make sense to you, Dave? I know no. why, Rob. You tell I me. Know why. Tell me why. Why? To prevent good conservative lawyers from getting that endowment. That's an interesting you point. You've got to be liberal. you got to be blue. That's an interesting point. All right, we'll talk Ooh. about this. We're going to talk about this, and I want you to go further into that, Chris, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's about 10 minutes till 7 right now. It was a beautiful sunrise today. I hope you saw it. I mean, the clouds were sitting just right, that the sun was reflecting off of them. It was really beautiful. But uh, we're past that now uh, as far as that's concerned. And I want to talk to you about something that you need to do to protect yourself, and that's called PI Roofing. You call them, and they will help keep your roof, which is your last line of defense against the elements, from getting into your house. They'll make sure that they uh, keep it working the way it should work. Uh, They'll get up there, and if there's something wrong with it, they'll take pictures of it for you, and they'll show them to you. They did this with me a few weeks ago. I knew that it was getting time uh, for a new roof uh, at my house because it's been 18 years. And I had a leak, and they came out, and they found a nail that had worked its way loose. Just one nail, and it was letting uh, water in. And the bottom line was I had a little discoloration on the ceiling uh, in my living room, which I have now covered up. And But they fixed it. And as they fixed it, they started looking around. And they thought, mm, let's take some pictures here. And he, he got out his uh, cell phone and boop, click, 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 and showed them to me. And I could see where the shingles have run their course. They're old. It's time to get something done about it. He says, you got about a year, year and a half, Dave. So i got to make up my mind, am I going to do it next year or the year after? The reason I'm doing it this way is I'm praying for hail. <laughs> My insurance company will cover putting on a new roof at that point. So um, I'll I'll play my odds on on that. But the bottom line is they do that for you so that you know where you're at keeping your house safe from the elements. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551 is their number. PIRoofing.com is how you get them on the Internet. All right. So, Chris, I want you to figure I want you to finish up what you were talking about there about the politics the politics yeah the politics man it's politics you know it's funny about that coming back to uh desantis governor desantis um um and how these corporations may suffer some blowback some fallout you know uh, here it is i i uh i like chick-fil-a sandwiches i like their chicken i don't give a rip about their political views or them uh, you know, being closed on Sundays that upsets the liberals. Um, or uh, what's this other? Uh, not Harbor Freight, but the one that had good discounts on the stores. That's these 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 corporations, the NCAA and the Major League Baseball getting all these politics is bad. And and the governor's right. There's going to be some blowback because Americans can make a choice with their pocketbook. Right? That's what's great about America. You got a choice. And guess what? With this woke leftism, this Marxism, this cultural Marxism, right? I'll tell you what this is. It's just repackaged. It's like the person at the dinner table that's just there to piss you off. 
They're just there yeah. to make you mad, right? Or someone at, at a conversation, they just poke holes. Marxism is not a solution. It's just a critique of what we currently have going on, right? They think they think something else will work better without actually providing a solution. They don't like you because you're rich. Well, let's make you poor. Um, if they don't, if you're poor, they don't like you. So let's make you rich. It's just a criticism. And uh, I tell you this: bottom line, without capitalism, we wouldn't have a Bill Gates. Without capitalism, we wouldn't have a Bezos and an Amazon. We wouldn't have a uh, wouldn't have a Walmart. Elon Musk. That, thank you. That's even better a Walmart with a, with any anything you can think of. Um, it, capitalism is good. Uh, socialism is bad. It 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 stifles um, innovation. It stifles people wanting to get up and 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 do good and go out in the world and and make a t- make a difference. And I'll tell you this: making a change is not always good, right? What was it? That- you, you may not want. What, what yeah, was ahead, it? Dave. What was it that Gecko said in Wall Street? Greed is oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. The left—they hate that statement. All right. Oh, but they hate it. They people, hate it. Why do you get up and go to work every day? You know, people I get up and go to work I because they're it. greedy. They they want stuff. Yeah. That's right. why you get up. I like to eat. Yeah. I like to eat, Dave. <laughs> I like to have a I like to have a medium rare ribeye. Oh yeah. But I tell you what. But I tell you what, Dave, I remember when I got out of college, I was making 35 grand a year. And I didn't have 20 bucks to go see a movie in a theater, right? So, um, you know, you work hard, and that's what America's all about. The, the, the opportunity is here. Okay, if you're black, white, purple, green, or red, but if you're going to lay back and be a pessimist and just be all mad at society and want to poke holes in things, well, here's the deal. You want to save the world. You want to save the tree. You want to save the whales. You want to, you know, save the trees. Go make a bunch of money and then go save the whales. Yeah, you could <laughs> do it. What? Absolutely, it's, right. it's your money. It's your money. You can do whatever you want to with it. <laughs> or be Mister Spock, and then you can really go out and sail, save the whales. <laughs> that's but, right. But, but the, oh, bo- that's the bottom line is this, and you make a very, a very astute point because it's exactly what Ron DeSantis said. He said, what is it the left is out to destroy? Faith, family, opportunity. That's the three things that they're trying to do. All right, let's take a break. We'll go uh, to the news with a little bit more of Bobby Gentry here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A year has come and gone since we heard the news about Billy Joe. Brother married Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. And me, I spend a lot of time picking flowers up on Choctaw Ridge. Drop them into the muddy water off the Tallahatchie Bridge.
Got a, we've got an hour in the uh, the books. We got an hour left to go. Uh, big story today is this, and that is State Department officials were warned not to pursue an investigation into the origins of the COVID nineteen. Former uh, department officials are now confirming to Fox News amid fears that it would bring attention to U.S. funding of research at the Wuhan Institute, where the virus may have escaped. Now, this wasn't under the the Trump administration. It's under the Biden administration. See, they don't want it to get out, because what have the Democrats been saying, and what has the mainstream media been saying about the uh, Wuhan story since it uh, was mentioned by, who was the first person to mention it? Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton, that's right. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. It was in November of 2019 that he started saying, hey, we got a problem here, folks. We've got information saying that it came out of this uh, this lab. And uh, the mainstream media, you know, poo-pooed it. The, The president started talking about it. And now there's people in the mainstream media that is, are even admitting that they didn't cover the story because Trump said that's where it came from. It, it's really disgusting, Dave. There's a show now apparently on one of the paid channels. I don't remember which one, which is Borat. Now, you know the movie Borat. The thing about Borat. I think that is Amazon. Is it Amazon? Uh, of course, uh, Borat was a funny idea for one movie that he's milked now like an old heifer that uh, you can't you can't get away from it it's and it's so overdone it's not funny any longer and it now it's a series and one of the series was about the source of the china um uh, the wuhan china source of the virus and he uh, the beginning of the episode, which pre-date, was filmed before all of these news articles with the mea culpas came out saying, well, actually, we were too quick to dismiss that. It says, well, that's a totally discredited theory. Totally discredited. By whom? They don't even say by whom. By whom? It was mentioned by a Republican, so it for sure couldn't be true. Exactly. So we are supposed to take on faith that the... the um, COVID came from this so-called wet market, a term, by the way, that nobody knows what it means, but some bureau hack or a pundit on television said it once, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's a wet market. What, what does that even mean? And they, uh, they, and the wet market is further away from where they saw the epicenter of the disease grow than the Wuhan China Virology Institute. Why is it so hard for the left to believe that there could have been an accident at the Wuhan China Virology Institute that someone inadvertently walked out uh, infected with COVID? And that's what's so remarkable, because someone who's conservative, like Tom Cotton, suggested that as a mere possibility. And they scream, crazy conspiracy theory. By the way, the theory wasn't even a conspiracy theory. He was not alleging that the Chinese government conspired to release the virus. 
which, of course, is at least a theoretical possibility. I'm not suggesting there's evidence at this point to support that. But he was suggesting the possibility that someone got infected at the virology center with a virus. Yep. What a, what a hard thing to believe. And now, and now they've got uh, names of the scientists that got sick. And they're, uh, they're looking further uh, into that. Here's what House uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy had to say. He said, Democrats, quote, put politics before the lives of American citizens. We have to know the truth to this. We have to know why it started and why was the first action of President Biden to put money back into the World Health Organization with no penalties whatsoever after they lied and were controlled by China and he put it in his budget that he just gave to Congress. A yeah. good question, is yeah. it not? Oh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the World Health Organization because they have demonstrated themselves as apologists for the Chinese government. Well, look at the, these. Who? The, that, that's who? HWO. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had to interrupt you there. <laughs> that's all right. Just think about the people that have come out now and they're saying. Well, wait a second. These emails that that Fauci had, and he's talking to people in in this organization, and they're saying, "Hey, we got to get together and talk about this stuff because it's starting to come out. What are we going to say, and how are we going to say it?" Fauci has been caught uh, in doublespeak, and the most clear example of that is when early on during the virus, he said, "We don't think people need to wear a mask." And I said to myself, well, wait a second, doctors have been wearing masks for 100 years. Why is a mask not a good idea if you have a transmissible disease from coughing, breathing, sneezing? It's just common sense. Well, and, in his, early, his earliest emails, right. when he's talking about masks, he said, we're making people wear masks. It's not to protect the people who can catch the virus. It's... To catch the the big droplets of snot okay. and, but okay, and spit whatever. coming out of their mouth when they sneeze and they but, and they cough. But what predated even that was he said, "No, don't wear a mask." Yeah, and yeah, very and, beginning, right? And then it turned out he admitted now. Well, I said that because I wanted to make sure we had enough masks for medical professionals. So you lied oh, to God. us. So we're a bunch of sheep oh, who we can die because we're less important than the medical professionals. And of course, I said, well, common sense says to me, if the doctors and nurses are wearing masks, that I can wear a mask. And I wore a mask from the get-go. And so that's that's the, the problem. when when And you see it like it's, it's like an old movie script. You know, the public health official comes out and says, well, there's nothing to worry about. And all of the big shot officials are running to the bunkers and taking special medicine and wearing yeah. masks. And people are dying on the street. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. Th- that's why we have to be cautious about government. Because bureau hacks like Fauci tell us one thing and then come out and after us, well, I lied to you. But it was for the, the good of all. That's right. Uh, as you're laying, dying on the side of the street. Yeah, so here's uh, Garrity, who does a town hall. Got to like this. He made this statement. China just landed and deployed a rover on Mars. They're the first country to land a probe on the far side of the moon. They're building their own space station their own separate satellite navigation system. They're building secret nuclear reactors that generate more weapons-grade plutonium. 
They just broke the record for man exploration of the Mariana Trench at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, and they claim they developed a new way to build the most advanced quantum computers on the Earth. And yet this same government, with all of its awesome resources, unsurpassed manpower, unlimited authoritarian powers, can't find a single infected bat or other small mammal. Yeah, it's really well taken. Yeah, well, it's really remarkable. And they destroyed a whole bunch of evidence at the Wuhan China lab. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's they were burning bodies. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's so uh, I don't know ultimately where the um, covid came from. But what I do know is that it's a perfectly plausible explanation. And frankly, to me, a more plausible explanation that it came from the lab than it came from this so-called wet market. To be clear, it is possible that it made a jump from animals to humans in some sort of market. That's mm-hmm. perfectly plausible, although I did hear one scientist say that the uh, the way the... I don't know a lot about the science, but the way the genome looked, it didn't look like a natural change in the virus. I don't know if that's a correct statement because I don't know enough about the science, but I did hear someone say that. Now, Fauci, I heard on television, they replayed a clip where he claimed it's overwhelmingly likely that it came from an animal to a human based on the genome. So he made an affirmative Mm -hmm. conclusion to that effect, which seems now... Uh, far less supported and supportable than when he was making that claim. Well, he was looking to make some money. and That's really what he was looking for. All right, let's get a break in. Uh, let me tell you about Cabot Emergency Hospital. It's up there on 89 on the Walmart side of 67167. 100% physician-owned, board-certified emergency physicians with over 130 years of experience. One of those physicians is always on duty at Cabot Emergency Hospital, and that hospital is always open. It's 24-7, 365. Yes, even on Christmas Day and on New Year's Day, you'll find a doctor there ready to meet you if you have an emergency. They have a complete Radio, uh, radiology st- studio, I'm sorry, including x-rays, CT scans, bedside ultrasound, and they have their own MRI. They have their own on-site lab. They have their own pharmacy. They're going to get you into the back as fast as they possibly can. Why? Because it's your emergency and it matters to you and you want to be seen as fast as you possibly can. I've told you the story of when I went over there. I had a pick line. It came undone. I was sitting watching TV. I looked down. I felt like I was wet. And I looked down at my uh, my uh, shirt, and it was red. And, that, you know, that, that will get your attention real fast. And I drove right over to Cabot Emergency Hospital. They had me in back seeing the doctor in about three minutes. And uh, got it fixed up, got it set up and uh, stopped the bleeding, the whole nine yards, reattached the line, and I was fine. You know why they did it? Because it was my emergency. It wasn't yours. It was mine, and I wanted to get it fixed, and they did a good job of doing that so that I could get back to my life faster. That's at the Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, back with you. Final segment with Robert and uh, uh, with Chris. Chris has been kind of quiet right now. 
because I've been listening. We've been, we've been, listening. We've been talking. Yeah, but we've been talking about Fauci. And here's the key. Um, I heard yesterday. I was watching a little uh, Brett Bear before I flipped over to watch uh, uh, Fox Business, who I watch more often than I do Fox News anymore. Uh, and they they get into the politics of uh, the economy and stuff, which is very very interesting. But uh, anyway, they said that uh, Fauci's time now is definitely he's going to be asked to resign. That's what the that's the word on the, the oh, street. Good. He's going to be asked to resign, and and rightly so. These these emails that came out are damning. Even the leftists can't deny it. You know, when you got it in writing and it's in black and white, or in their case, maybe they got it in black ink on red paper to go along with their political views. But uh, the bottom line, they, uh, they, they're they doing, you know, they, they say, well, these ain't lying because these are him talking. So hopefully, hopefully uh, that may change. He may be gone. But here's what I always say about that stuff. People say, yeah, we got to get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. Well, the devil you know many times is better than the devil you don't know that's going to go in there. I mean, who are they going to try to replace him with? That's a good question. Don't know. Yeah, look, I saw a clip recently of Fauci in which he was asked, this was in a Senate hearing, he said, are uh, are you all doing, or this person that you have contracted with, this doctor, doing gain-of-function research. That means you take an existing virus and you juice it up uh, to make it more deadly, essentially. Um, And he said, uh, and they said, the the senator said to Fauci, is this guy doing gain-of-function research? Um, And and, they said no, and he had already done all that research. he said no, and he said, no, uh, no, he's not doing it uh, in China. Um, He's not doing it. But if he but if he is doing it, he's doing it in South Carolina. What yeah. does that even mean? Like, well, no, he's not doing it, but he's doing it in South Carolina. Yeah, if he is doing it, right? He's doing but what it does in it mean? South Carolina. Like, no, he's not an axe murderer. But if he is an axe murderer, he's only an axe murderer in Oklahoma. Yeah, what, he's what chopping up people there. Right. So uh, I don't even understand half of these answers. And you know why? Because it's bureaucratic doublespeak. And people like Fauci yep. have been in the government for 50 years doing bureaucratic doublespeak. And they know how to say a lot of words and say nothing at the very same time. Okay. Bottom line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just the way. Get him down. Right. Okay. So bottom line, uh, I'm going to keep you guys until 8 o'clock. Can you stay to 8? I can. Okay, good. I'm going to charge you another 25% on top of my daily rate. Okay. So I'll make right, sure that right, I... Right, right. Heidi, can I you do, uh, do the math on that? In What's fact, 25% times zero? <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll give you 50%. There you go. Is that, that's you can, that's there even you go. better. You can bend his arm with a, with a Starbucks. No foam. Uh, Light foam. Light foam. That's why Corbett Light keeps foam messing foam. up my orders. It's <laughs> Light foam. Okay. All right. So anyway, any anyway, we've got more things to talk about today. Yeah. There there are more things to to speak about today uh, than just Fauci and and this story. There's other things out there. I've got. I'm sitting here looking at what I had pulled down today to talk about, and we've done about that. Did you know that murder in Los Angeles County is up over ninety five percent this year? You know, oh my gosh. 
Well, Dave, here's a crazy recipe. Let's talk about how the math works on this. We talk about 25% is zero. If you reduce your police force and you reduce the police enforcement, what happens next? Well, you know, one possibility is people go around giving out daisies and unicorns and everybody lives happily ever after, right? (laughs) Right, Chris, what do you think the odds of that happening? So let's put that as option A on the multiple choice question. Uh, uh, Option B, right, is that um, you have a bunch of social workers go out and make sure that uh, anybody who's uh, hooked on drugs or has family problems, they're all resolved, right? That's option B, right? And then option C, we'll just do three answers on this multiple choice. Uh, Option C is... (laughs) You have an increase in crime because crime is directly proportional to the level of enforcement um, by uh, the government. Okay, now let me yeah. give, let me throw something in with Let's you on it. this. It was almost a year ago that the Los Angeles City County voted to cut the LAPD budget by 150 million dollars. Well, what a coincidence! Oh, I, I'm sure those two uh, items are totally unrelated, Dave. You see. Cutting the police funding and having an increase in crime, that's, you know, that's just a coincidence. See, even the left is noticing this. The L.A. Times, in their story, said that in addition to the 95.24% jump in murders year over year, the L.A. Sheriff's Department, the LASD reported, increases of 40.1% in grand theft auto, 22.4% 22.4% in arson and 12.9% in aggravated assault. And then here, a little bit of whipped cream and a cherry on top, uh, 7.8% enforceable rape. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, this all is, of it is up. Of course it is. And now, Dave, uh, uh, be aware that uh, with the authorship from um, Bob Ballinger, uh, there's a new law. Correcting uh, at best an ambiguity, but whatever the source source is, that previously prevented, arguably, people with enhanced carry licenses here in Arkansas from carrying in City Hall. Mm -hmm. So as of the end of July, I don't remember exactly what date, so basically, to keep it simple, as of the end of July, uh, if you have an enhanced carry license in the state of Arkansas, you may carry your firearm concealed in City Hall. Uh, and the city hall folks uh, may not be too happy about that in those leftist cities, in conservative cities. They're, they're probably letting people carry guns in city hall because they were they certainly didn't have to prevent them uh, from doing that all along. But in leftist cities like here in Little Rock, they had a big sign, uh, no guns allowed ever. Uh, and that was arguably not a good interpretation of the law. But in any event, now that has been cleared up. So come the end of... That was an edict. That was an edict issued by King Scott. There you go. There you go. So um, the the king has been overruled by the governor yeah. and by uh, Bob Ballinger, a great senator there from uh, Northwest, uh, and our friend and friend of the Dave Ellswick show. And so we um, we're gonna get that you know operational. Uh, I bring all finally. This up. Yeah, exactly. I bring all this up to say you need to 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 defend yourself. All right. When we come back, California lawmakers are going to going to cause another housing bubble that's going to burst. I'll tell you why. But first, we got to get to Rush Limbaugh, and here he is. I read my clock wrong. I still got another minute. All right. Okay. So I got to talk about what California is going to do. Are you Are you guys ready for this? You want to talk about uh, uh, creating a housing bubble? You remember when the housing bubble was formed just a few years ago during the Bush administration? Yeah. 
and they were oh, yeah. for for minorities. They were overlooking bad credit things and going ahead and letting them buy houses. Oh, and, that that works real well long run. By the way, when you overlook credit problems, because then the people with the credit problems, who you are allegedly doing a favor for, can't pay their bills, and then they lose their house. Of course, this is the same problem that I've raised in uh, articles that I've written about when you let in people uh, dramatically based on race uh, because you think you're doing them a favor and then they can't pass the bar exam. So you're not. All right. Right. So we'll come back and talk about this and what California's legislators are up to. All right. Don't forget about East End Towing. I've been telling you about East End Towing now for uh, several weeks and why they're special. They're special because... They belong to the Arkansas Towing and Recovery Board. They're licensed and they're insured uh, for their whole tow operation. Each truck is permitted. And, you know, they understand the law. They understand, let's say you get a situation where you're, uh, the, 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 what you need to be towed is on private property. There's a difference in that than it is on public property. Uh, how about if, uh, you know, your car has been in a wreck? Uh, you need to know where you want to call to have the tow done because if the state police call a tow company and they come up and hook you up, they're going to charge you more money than East End Towing is going to uh, charge you if you call them. And uh, the last thing you want is uh, your stuff ends up in, you know, impound somewhere. Then... It really gets expensive. So put this number in your glove compartment or stick it in your wallet or in your purse. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. You never know when you're going to need a tow. You never know when a tire might blow out and you need a tow or your car just decides to stop and you need a tow. So have the number for the best towing company around, East End Towing. 501-888-8849. All right, I know you're there, Chris. Let me give you a yeah. res- let me give you a recipe uh for disaster. Uh the California Assembly kicked off a two-year study just recently into how the state might compensate African Americans for slavery and its lingering effects on uh on, on uh, African-Americans, and they started it Tuesday. And they have a newly formed reparations committee, and they've met for the first time. Now, here is one of the things that they're talking about. State lawmakers have zeroed in on home ownership as one of the main ways to close the wealth gap between black and white Californians. On Tuesday, the Assembly and Senate, uh, Senate unveiled a, quote, joint spending plan which they're used to negotiate with newsom the governor ahead of the june 15th deadline when he has to pass the budget that proposes developing a program in which now you guys tell me do you think this is not a recipe for failure the state would pay for and own up to 45 percent of a home that would cut the purchase price nearly in half, allowing more families to buy homes and build wealth. Sounds good, the lawmakers say. Both Newsom and legislature legislators also propose setting aside 
$200 million to facilitate home ownership for first-time buyers and low-income uh, Californians. In other words, the government is going to completely get into the home ownership business. How's that sound to you? Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> you think? What a disaster. Yeah, it's just, you know what, it sounds like a... Uh, uh, it's a it's a what is it? It's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? They're they're, they're, not, they're trying to they're, they're trying to come up with a reason to 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 fund housing. They've already got housing. They've already got public housing. Um, and if you if you just get I just, just these are just general notions, right? You give somebody something, it's not worth as much to them as as if they went out, earned it, and bought it. That's why lottery winners go nuts with the money. They just said they never, they didn't earn it, right? And it causes disaster. But um, when you go out and earn money, you respect it. And they're not going to respect these homes if they're just giving to them. That's a disaster waiting to happen. It is a disaster ready to occur. I I wholeheartedly agree with this. Do I have to go into the whole history of Fannie Mae and... And, and yeah, all of that, exactly. and how all that went belly up uh, for a while, yeah. and 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 how much that hurt this economy. Yeah. And, that was and what Rob was talking about is the ninja loan, no income, no job application, N I N J A ninja loan. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that was going on. I I was approached oh, yeah. because I was looking to buy a house. I was going to build. I had bought land out in. Uh, uh, just north of of conway and was going to build out there but there were no yeah. comparables in the area of what i wanted to do and so i was going to have to come up with 85 percent of of the cost because banks weren't going to loan me the money because there weren't comparables for what i wanted to do in in the area so i uh i decided okay i don't want to miss out interest rates at that point we're at like well, 4.5%, and I didn't want to lo- miss out on the low interest rates at that point. So uh, right. I talked to a realtor about it and uh, found my home out in Cabot. This was 18 years ago and bought my house uh, out in Cabot at that time and have been there ever since. And now I'm looking into selling it, and I got a VA loan, and uh, I'm sitting in the catbird seat right now. I'm, I'm looking right. at probably... For what I paid for the house, I won't go into that, but I will tell you that I look at perhaps making as much as $80,000 on selling my Fantastic. home. Fantastic. You know, yeah. I'm excited it's about a great it. Time to, it's a great time to list it. I, well, look, I wasn't, wasn't going to sell it until next year, but why yeah. would I? I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. No, man, list it. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah 100%. And a lot of the things that I was thinking about doing to it to make it more, you know, hey, this would make people really want to buy the house, you know. Um, Right. I was told by the realtor, don't do it, Dave. What they'll do is they'll they'll offer you less, but it's still going to be more than probably what you would have listed the house for. So I'm I'm looking at it, man. I'm, I'm seriously looking at it. My whole thing is, is what do I do with all that stuff I got? I mean, oh, seriously. Man. Don't even get me started. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big problem for Americans. That's why there's so many storage uh, places. Facilities around. Filled up. Yeah, yeah, man. 
It We're might, consumers. I might be going on the, the air one day and having the Dave Ellswick one-time unbelievable garage sale out in yeah. Cabot. <laughs> right on. Or maybe I've thought of this. Why couldn't you sell a house and everything in it? Just give me an extra you 10 can. grand. You just, can. Just give me an extra 10 Chris grand. Done that. I'll let I've you take it. it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh were, yeah. Were you able to get a little um, extra money for the house too? Um, but uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, you sell it separate because they may not want it all. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm benoached. I at one time I was a pretty big landlord, Dave. And um, yeah, you can man buy and sell real estate's the way to go. Well, you know what my dad said about land. He said, "Buy what you can because God ain't making anymore." Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. You know, you know. Back to that point. Some people just want to rent. It's not a bad financial decision. Guess what you get when you're a renter? You get a landlord to call that says, "Hey, fix my heat and air condition. My heat and air. That's thirty five hundred bucks, right?" Right. Well, I'm I'm really uh, thinking about it because right now it's a seller's market. Oh, big time! There's not enough houses on the market right now, and uh, you know, there's a guy that well, I advertise that I called and four times. Yeah, a two by fours. Ten dollars. I know. A two by four. I know. $10. So the cost uh, of building a new home is astronomical. Yeah, you can build it out of block. No pun intended for my you know, my family. Go build it out of block. ABC block. <laughs> ABC block. That's right. Go out and now, and get a three D printer and print up a bunch of Legos. I oh, want those Chris. are cool. They got the World of Concrete coming up next <laughs> next week in Vegas. <laughs> so. I told Chris I want to. Uh, I want for the two of us to buy adjoining lots on some river here in Arkansas, and we build two block houses for two blockheads, uh, and we can Where go fishing. Where the trout run? That's it. Because I no, want to go trout man, fishing. We want to catch some trout. You know, I don't. Hey, I am not a cat. I'm I'm a catch and release guy. I'm a catch and release in hot oil. That's me too. That's what I keep telling Chris. Chris goes, well, we catch and release. I, I say, I do catch and eat. My buddy Rob Dooms, I'm going to go fishing with him probably next week. And uh, Rob does catch and eat. That's what we do. Because I'm going to tell you what. Nice. Trout is wonderful. Yeah. That's my favorite. Take my and favorite. throw it on the grill. My it's favorite. even better. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, I've wonderful. never had bass. So, oh, his bass is great. Really? Chris is uh, on the fence, right, Chris? I'm, <laughs> well, as my brother, my little brother would say, you can fry it or four-letter word it up. Oh, okay. That's what he says. Well, <laughs> I, now, I'll tell Bob, you, Steinbuck can cook some trout on a grill, though. Woo! On a griddle, griddle. Yeah. I've got a buddy who I go fishing with from time to time out on Lake Maumel, and I and the smallmouth bass out there, are pretty good. Well, we Chris catch them and then have that. a big one. Chris's dad's got a small we, boat out there. We're going to do it, right, Chris? Yeah, we scoped it out. Yeah, we're going to do it. We scoped it out. You can catch a lot of, of smallmouth bass out there in uh, one sitting if it's a decent day and, uh, and, and have a really big fish fry. And if you guys have it, you better invite me. There you go. Well, we're going to catch some crappie, it. right? And what was the other one? Ooh, crappie. Uh, mm. um, Chris, you said it's good. Oh, the top one, the top freshwater fish in my mind is walleye for taste. Well, yeah, walleye is wonderful. Walleyes. There's another Ooh, one you said, though. Oh, brim. Oh, brim. Brim. Brim, brim, brim is third. really good. Brim doesn't have much taste, though. 
It's no, so it's so, it's small, so light and so small that it doesn't have much yeah. of a taste. But it's all right. It's yeah. fish. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, not it's bad. fish. I had fish. Uh, didn't have it last night at the Purple Onion and Cabot, but I had their uh, their um, maximum uh, chicken quesadilla last night, which was really good. Uh, but I go there once in a while, and I, I their catfish is really good there. Did, I don't know which of the three catfish they had. I don't know if it's flathead or the George. You know, <laughs> that's the th- channel that's the or what, what's the other? What's the third kind of catfish? There's channel. There's flathead. Oh, there's blue, there's there you channel, go. In blue. Yeah, there's flathead. That's yeah, the three. Blue, yeah. And all of them taste good. I mean, I like. Right. I like. Has Chris taken Blue's you out? No- Blue. Have you taken Blue this guy out noodling yet? Have you taken him out noodling? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We don't talk about that, that kind of stuff in public. <laughs> you don't need to be. I don't need to be noodled by anybody uh, against my will. The fish is going to noodle. You've got to. Yeah. You've got to ask my consent before there's any noodling going on. Yeah, you can do that, or that take him, funny. take him out on the Arkansas and and get down by the bank and oh. get yourself some goggles. And get underwater and stick your hand in the holes along the bank there, and a catfish will grab hold of your hand, and you well, go ahead and pull you, it out. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I've I, never I, done it, I, and I'm not scared of murky water waters, Dave. <laughs> but I can't be sticking my hands in there. However, now um, Rob's coming along. He saved a big green water turtle yesterday, but it peed all over him. <laughs> he saved it. it was it was it was snaking across the road in downtown Conway near the Conway Country Club, and Rob saved the turtle. It was awesome. Okay, now let me let me suggest something. If you go to save a turtle mm-hmm. and yep. you don't know what it is, you always grab it by the tail. Because if it's a, well, if it's a snapping turtle, you, know, you don't my, want it to grab hold of you because it won't I, let go of you until the sun goes right, down. But I'm not grabbing it by the stuff inside the shell. I'm grabbing it by the shell. No, okay. You grab it on the side. <laughs> right. I would grab hey, Dave, it by the tail. Rob, yeah, go ahead. Rob and I, we, we grab everything by the tail. <laughs> right. Are we talking about noodling again? Yeah. Are we going back to yeah, the noodling? noodling. All right, I'm, I'm got, confused. i got to get a break in here. All right. We'll, we'll come back. Okay. We'll talk about real stuff. we got more stuff to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you got questions about filing, for Social Security, you can get your answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's a 27-page booklet, and it outlines what you need to know, and that can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get the free booklet now. You can do it right now. When Just take your phone, okay, unless you're listening to me on your phone, then wait until my show's over. Uh, 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis. That's over $900 of, of uh, analysis for you. That pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call now. 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right. So keep all of that in mind. All right. Dave Ellswick Show, let's finish up here for this uh, this week. Now, know that I'll be in the studio Monday. I'll have the power panel here. I'm sure Paul will be here and RD and, and Iverson Jackson will be here. Pastor Jackson will be here. And after I finish that, then I go over to Little Rock Tours, park my car, 
get on the bus and we head to Branson. Oh, nice. And so the rest of the week, I'll be broadcasting from the road. Oh, fantastic. I'll be in Branson. I'll be in Louisville. Uh, I'll be over at the Ark uh, in Kentucky and uh, keep you up to date on all of that. And we've got a new way that we uh, are doing our remotes now that is so cool. And i got to show this to you, and I'm going to do it after we get off the air, Robert. Uh, and it's all on your smartphone. That's fantastic. Every bit of it is on your smartphone. So you know the, the equipment that we typically carry. Right, right. Don't have to carry that anymore. Oh, wow. You just carry your smartphone. I, I'm, I'm excited about this. And uh, you use, you use the, the technology to broadcast, but I can go to another part of this technology record interviews and then insert them into my show that's fantastic so i'm hoping to do that as i'm going to be learning as i go along on this trip i'm hoping to get up in one of the nights i think uh wednesday night uh in louisville we're going out on the dixie bell which is the river boat there on the ohio river and have dinner and i'm hoping to get up there into the captain's uh place and and talk to him about you know, traveling down the the, the the Ohio River and whatnot and record it and then play it back on the show. I just think it's going to be great. You'll learn a lot. I'll learn a lot. And it's, it's going to be a good. So I'll be out on the road all next week, but I'll be here every morning starting at 6 a.m. Just so everybody knows, because I like doing my show. I miss it if I don't if I'm not doing my show. When I go on vacation this year, I'm going for two weeks. Oh boy, I will be going nuts by the end of the the second week. I'll guarantee you. Well, so will your audience. I'll be on. I'll, I'm going to be down there in um, in Florida. Nice. Now, what I might do is maybe one or two days I'll do my show. I'll have to I have to get on my knees and beg my wife to be able to do it, uh, but she wouldn't know if I said I got to go make some phone calls. And I go sit on, on the deck and close the door, and I'll do the show outside. That'll work. That'll work. i got to show this how this works to you, too, Chris. You could, This is amazing technology. It really is. It sounds is. awesome. It, it sounds really, really cool. I mean, I, this this would allow you to do a show anywhere that you wanted to, to do it at. I mean, even if you were noodling, you could do a show. <laughs> While you were noodling. Right <laughs> Can I eat a sandwich and noodle at the same time? No. I can't eat. Well, okay. you can, but the, the catfish might fight you okay. for the okay. sandwich. I'm oh, just saying. How did the catfish get involved in this story? I don't yeah, know. As far as that goes. I'm, right. I'm just, it's just a... You've done this, haven't you? Haven't you noodled, Chris? Chris has got three kids. I'm of course ter- he's noodled. I'm terrified. I'm, I would be terrified no, to put my hand they in don't hole do. underwater. You've got to know. You can look and you can see the fish, all right? You can see it. It's not like I'm you just, I you just I would never yeah. stick my hand in a hole along the bank of like the Arkansas or the Mississippi yeah. with those huge snapping no. turtles that are in the water. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Chris got himself a fancy watch at Sissy's. I'm not sure he's putting that hand in, in inside a catfish. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, you get one of those catfish take the Ooh. take the watch and you never see it again. Yeah. Exactly. Just the way. Just the way it would work, but yeah, noodle. Oh, I've done man. noodle. I did noodling back when I was in college down in Kentucky. Yeah. I think yeah. it got started in Kentucky. Really, is I, I think I've read that that's where it got started. Now, don't try to ask me who was the first person because I don't know who the first person was smart enough or dumb enough to put their hand in a catfish's mouth. Oh gosh! But they don't have teeth. They've got bands of cartilage. 
that they mm-hmm. they crush the stuff that they eat. But they they get a pretty good bite on you. I mean, it, they got those horn they got those horns on them. Their their whiskers with those spikes on them. Yeah, they'll freak you out when it happens. I mean, when they get a hold of you, it's kind of make you make you dance a little bit. Just saying. Just saying, anyway. But, yeah, I'd much rather I'd rather trout fish. And the way I'd like to trout fish is to get a guide that I sit in the boat, and they and they bait the hook. Oh, and they take yeah. me where the fish are. And then when yeah. I catch it, they take it off the line, and they put they it in the, the holder. Lines. And then they clean them, and then they fast yep. freeze them, and then I can take them home. <laughs> you know, you, oh, one, you can just— one step better, Dave. Yeah, What's just that? go to the supermarket. Just go to the yeah. supermarket. No, no, one step better. Just go to the supermarket. You've pretty much removed everything else. So just, they got them in packaging in cellophane. Yeah. Do you, where do you go? Do you go up to Anglers? You've been up to Anglers before? We go to we go to Calico Rock. Okay. Uh, Gaston. Yeah, Gaston's uh, good River, place. Yeah. Um, the Little Red in Heber Springs. Oh, uh-huh. Man. Uh, you try. We got to all go to fishing. What do you think? Let's go. Let's go, be ready to go? Let's go yeah, right I gotta now. do it tomorrow. Let's go. I got things to do tomorrow, but hey. That's all I hear from all Bottom these people. Line. Big all talkers. Right. Big fish talkers. <laughs> I'll be ready to go. And I'll catch that really big fish. You know? It's about this big. Yeah. Notice. Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you, you next sir. Friday. Same thing to you, Bye-bye. Robert Steinbach. God Thank bless. you for coming in. Robert Steinbach, of course. His opinions are his and his alone. Not necessarily the Bowen School Law or the university to which it's attached. I'll talk to you on Monday at 6 a.m. right here on the Dave Ellswick Show.